Thanks for listening to the Restaurant Leadership Podcast. My name's TK. I'm your host. Today we go over how to gain respect as a new leader in the workplace. You've been tasked with a new group of people that know nothing about you. You know nothing about them. What strategies and steps do you take to gain their respect and to effectively lead them into operational success? Stay tuned. I'm going to lay out a few strategies that I've used and uh, you can use as well to take that first step in developing those high-performing teams. Stay tuned. All right, guys, we're going to start this episode out with a little story. Um, Actually, the first time that I became a general manager, uh, I was 18 years old, and I took over a firehouse subs, and it was a crew of 11. And every single person on that team was older than me besides one person. And when I say older, I mean 25 years, 30 years. And I was this 18-year-old Asian kid who was didn't have any meat on his bones and really couldn't, you know, do much. And I didn't know what authority was and I didn't know how to uh, gain respect from the team. I didn't even know what respect was at that, at that age. All I knew was I really liked making sandwiches and I knew how to manage a business it's just something that came naturally to me so I uh, went full force into it and my ego got in the way and uh, long story short um, I ended up learning a lot of hard lessons and learning that it be, there's a proper way to take over a team and to lead them to greatness and there's an improper way and I definitely did it the improper way the first time and probably the second and third time and it really started kicking you know into force of me being strategic whenever I uh, first got into uh, my first multi-unit role with Firehouse Subs. I believe I was 20. Uh, Yeah, no, I couldn't buy alcohol yet. Um, So I took over five locations and imagine being a 20-year-old and I had no direction from the franchisee. She just gave me the keys to the company car a company credit card and said talk to me next week and um, I remember winging it not not knowing what exactly my role was as an area leader all I knew that was that was that I was in charge of these restaurants and these people and my first step in my thought process was what would a good district manager do well the first thing that I thought of was is they would be present So they would be present in operations. Uh, They would be doing store visits. So that's what I did. I started doing store visits. And I started really just focusing on the people and the guests and the products. And I wasn't worrying too much about the analytical things and the admin things such as hiring or scheduling or anything like that. Uh, My sole focus was to just get to know these people, get to know what what makes them tick, and get to know their boundaries. This process took probably close to about two months, I would say, uh, for all five locations, and I lost a few GMs because, you know, sometimes when new leadership takes over, uh, jealousy and, you know, resentment starts to arise in the ranks no matter what you do, and it should be accepted that you're going to have some turnover, turnover to take over a new team. That's just how it's going to be because 
there's going to be some things the old area leader did that you didn't like and you wanted to change and with change comes resistance and many people their natural instinct is to run away from change so you know when you take over a new team just expect that from the forefront because it will happen plan for it and it's your duty to understand the first few days to pinpoint those people that are going to leave and you can figure it out pretty easily those that are brown nosers those that are just there for the job and those that are there that think that they're all high and mighty and this new guy is not going to tell them how to do their job those people will quickly weed themselves out so once you pinpoint those you have two options okay because that's really what what taking over a team is about right it's figuring out your good team players and the, the thorns in the side. So once you figure out who are the thorns, you then must ask yourself, can they be saved? And can I turn them into part of my team? Or are they already too far gone? And, you know, I'm, I give everybody the benefit of the doubt, and I give everybody a chance, and I treat people with respect until they don't treat me with respect, and then, and then they see the other side. Um, you know, and, and you got to learn how to ride that line of kindness, but firm. Because at the end of the day, what this all boils down to is people are feeling you out. You're feeling them out. You guys know nothing about each other. They may have been burned by several old bosses. And unfortunately, you get the disbenefit of having that linger in the back of their stores and their brains. And it's hard to scrub out unless you clean house. And unfortunately, some people are way too burnt and they can't be saved. But I think it's about 10%. The other 90%, they can be saved. And they can align with, with your strategy to making the company high-performing. And ultimately, that, that should be your ultimate goal is to you know, make your team the best-performing team in the entire company. And figuring out a way to do it and to just leave everybody else in the dust. Yeah, you know, we're all part of the same team, but if you don't have some sort of competition, then what's the point, right? So going into more detailed steps, first day, I mean, that's, that's a big day to take over a new team. Um, everyone has probably heard about you through the grapevines, if not directly through a newsletter or memo. And so before you even <laughs> start your day, your name is already being talked about you know people are trying to guess who you are what you've done what makes you the right person for the job and you know unfortunately there's nothing you can do to save face there but you do have an advantage as being the new guy you have the advantage of controlling their perspective these people know nothing about you they don't even know your pets they don't know your siblings they don't know where you grew up they don't probably don't even know how old you are is it manipulative maybe but at the end of the day if the goal is to create high performing teams being strategic about how you enter the restaurant what you're wearing you need to plan out what you're going to do before you even step foot in your car to leave that day and what I do when I visit a restaurant for the very first time is I do some uh, background work. I look at, you know, things like their Google reviews, their online presence, 
I look at glass doors, see if any employees have left reviews for them. I do a mystery phone shop. I'll call the restaurant to maybe place a takeout order and then see if the quality of their food is like. And day of, as I'm driving to the location, um, you want to imagine what you're going to do when you walk in, right? Um, because no matter how many times you've done this, there's still that little bit of nervousness. Uh, you just don't know what you're stepping into. So typically, you know, you walk in, they're expecting you. The general manager is probably right there at the front. Uh, you know, you want to introduce yourself. You want to make eye contact. And it's a, this is the most critical point in this whole GM to area leader relationship is, and, you know, if you're a GM taking over a restaurant to your employees, is slowing your brain down and making time to really listen and to understand what the other person is saying. You know, ask them about their lives, um, what they love. Look for something on, on them. If they have a certain, you know, pin, maybe they have a Mickey Mouse pin attached to their shirt. Um, maybe ask if they've ever, ever been to Disney World or if you see that they have a watch on, you know, and it's uh, a higher class watch. Maybe asking about that. Maybe they have a hobby in that, you know, trying to pinpoint what these people love snag on to it and remember it and the next thing I do after I talk to the GM is I will walk around and I'll introduce myself to every single employee that's in the building um, as I'm going through I'm smiling and introducing myself explaining you know your role your title and what you're here to do and um, that you're just really happy to see them and um, you know as you're making your way around you're taking mental notes to the restaurant because even though they're expecting you and they've probably cleaned up a little bit there's only so much that you can hide with last minute cleaning and in my opinion if you have a very disorganized and dirty restaurant that's how your brain operates and ultimately that's how your operations operate so as you're walking around just making those mental notes you don't want to say anything the, the very last thing you want to do is ruffle feathers the very first few visits are just meet and greets and really laying the line down so once you've met everybody, you're walking around the restaurant, you're looking at any dates that are missing, how it's the organization like, what are the ceiling vents, you know, are they dusty, are the ceiling fans on, what's the music, you know, sound like, is it appropriate volume, what's the smell, does it smell really good, are people communicating in the kitchen, I mean, all of these things should be going through your brain and you should be checking these things off. And if you don't check one off, that's an immediate, you need to bring that up at a later date. So you've walked around, you've greeted. Um, typically, you don't want to stay there for any longer than about 30 minutes to an hour for the very first visit. Uh, if you want to work a shift, cool. I mean, go for it. But I would say that for the second visit. The first visit is you just want to, you know, dip their toes in, in that change aspect of your role because you're a new person, you're a new boss. They don't know what, you, what to expect yet. Um, so just a quick meet and greet and at the end of it, you know, you want to sit down with the managers and you want to just explain very clearly your top three big uh, expectations. And, you know, if you have more than three, you need to you need to condense that. Um, this is their very first day meeting a new boss. They've got so much adrenaline running through their bodies and just so much unknown that if you overload them with too much, it's it, they're just going to get this bad connotation about you. And you know it's a first impression thing and first impressions do matter so when you sit down uh, you just discuss my big three personally are man one is just don't miss what the culture of the people 
two, I will always treat you with respect. You always treat me with respect. If you take my kindness for weakness, there's not a place here for you. Uh, and then number three is do not mess with the money. <laughs> Very, do not mess with the money. If you mess with money, you will get fired, period. Um, lastly, uh, as you're getting up to leave, uh, this is very important. Make sure you say goodbye to everybody and restate your name and restate their their name. If you don't remember their name, ask. It's okay. It's the first day. You can't be asking their names again on day four or five. So use this chance. Remember them. And then as you're sitting out in your car, you want to make some notes in your notebook about how your visit went. Anything that you saw may need to be brought up in the future, such as maybe a moldy ice machine or whatever. Um, note that. Keep that in their certain file. So first visit's done. You've made a great first impression. You showed up looking neat and sharp and ready to go. The next step after initial greetings, when everybody's adrenaline has kind of settled down a little bit, is begin scheduling those one-on-ones immediately. Begin scheduling at least 30 minutes to an hour with each manager. And if you're a GM to employees, Schedule five-minute meetings with each employee over the next few weeks and use uh, these meetings to familiarize your voice with them and familiarize your presence. Okay, you're, you're, you're focusing on becoming a normal part of their routine and you have to do it very strategically. You can't just bombard them with three check-ins in a week. You've got to do, especially if you're a GM, if you're a district manager, you can't, have, you can't be having that many meetings with your GM. They've got work to do. You know, have a meeting with them once a week, maybe even once every two weeks. Um, if you have a high-performing GM that's already in position, maybe once every two weeks is fine. If you have a newer GM whose restaurant was really dirty when you came in, even though they had a heads up, maybe have that a weekly meeting. And in those meetings, you just want to uh, strategically start putting topics in. Um, you know, start with five, and then maybe have some small talk the rest of the time. Then the next check-in, you follow up with those initial five, and you add on two more. You add on two more. Then all of a sudden, you get this full agenda of things you need to discuss. Then you start setting goals and really asking them what they want from this company and what they want from their career. By this point, you're about two weeks in. You should have had a check-in with everybody. You should have had a restaurant visit with every restaurant. Um, you, you want to begin routinely adding things over the next three to six months. So one thing that I do is I like to have a monthly meeting with all of the general managers. And if they've never had that before, they're already going to be overloaded with a bunch of other things. Uh, maybe add that in the second month or tell them about it in one of their check-ins like, hey, next month we're going to be getting all together as a team and talking about our period numbers prepared. Um, I would even tell them a month ahead, you know. <laughs> Then, by about month one and a half, you can really start to begin putting the pressure on those that can, that can do it. Start putting expectations forward, standards. During your restaurant visits, you're getting a little more tighter on ensuring that uniform standards are upkept. You're looking at things in a little more uh, observant perspective than original. And just remember, your goal there is to support them. Your goal there is to support the restaurant and its operations. It is not to puppeteer it. 
You want to give people tools that they need to succeed. And you want to watch them flourish. And you want to groom them to flourish. Now, you've pinpointed a few that probably aren't going to make it. Those are going to require a little more intense time from you. And typically, training and setting expectations um, because of complacency is the most typical issue with some of these tenured GMs and managers. Um, they've gotten too used to their jobs being lackluster due to a previous multi-unit manager that maybe didn't have high enough standards as you, and that's why they're not the highest performing team they can be. So it, it's now your job to be able to flip a switch between your high-performing managers and showing them the support that they need and then flipping another switch and showing even more support to the managers that aren't high-performing. And it's even worse when they don't understand why. There's, there's nothing worse than a manager who thinks that they are the hottest of the hot shots and in reality, everybody around them is, with a little bit of support, is just stopping them because they've been so complacent in, in, in the top level that they have stopped working so hard to keep it. So, with that said, a few more strategies uh, to talk about with, with gaining respect is one, showing that you care, uh, empathy and listening go a long way. Number two is taking time in restaurants, showing face, making yourself part of their normal routine which is a little harder than harder said than done. And then the last but not least is ensuring that they understand your knowledge and your experience is why you're in your position. You can be in a higher level position without having been at the same company for 20 years. Your job is to showcase your skills and to put forth some strategic implementations that prove that you are okay to be there. Now, this whole system, this whole process is going to take right about a year before you really have the buy-in from every manager and every employee. By that point, you've already turned over those bad ones, and now going into year two, man, you are ready to seriously start kicking some butt. And this is when it gets really fun because now everybody has aligned with you they understand your expectations and by this point you should have created a fun and inviting culture for everybody where when you enter a restaurant everyone says oh my goodness hi so good to see you welcome thanks for joining us today even though in reality they're kind of a little nervous but you know this just comes with the comes with the territory it's your role to just go there and hang out with with some of your employees get to know them on a little more personable level you don't have to be friends with them but get to know them you know talk to them and then, you know, as you're doing this, you are finding ways to make their operation even better and to make your GM's lives closer to the ideal GM role, which isn't cooking five days a week or being on expo three of the five days, right? It's managing the restaurant, training the people, and being the face, going out, doing some marketing, and, you know, talking with guests and getting to know them a little more. It's, it's what it's all about. So when you take over a new team, it is a very daunting task. It's very difficult. 
but the end reward is is great when you have a set of people who understand your expectations and standards and they they understand your vision and if you are a visionary you will lead people to greatness you just have to show them the way and you have to show them that it's possible so hopefully you guys got something out of this um, Again, if you have any questions, uh, feel free to leave it below in the Q&A section in Spotify or the comment section in others. Um, you can also reach me my email. It's T-H-A-I-L-U-R-K at gmail.com. Reach me anytime. And uh, folks, have a good one. Looking forward to the next episode. Take care.